Hi, welcome back to Straight Arrows. I'm your host, Pastor Woody Whit of Memorial Baptist Church in Maysville, North Carolina. Our topic today is, and by the way, I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're having a wonderful Jesus-filled day today. Our topic today is, what did Christ teach about marriage? And in all the scripture, there is not a topic that arouses the greatest passion and controversy as that of marriage, divorce, and remarriage. Bearing this in mind, we should approach this important subject with a great deal of humility. Along with humility, it should be noted that in more than 1,900 years of church history, the church has yet to develop a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter way of managing marriage, divorce, and remarriage within the context of the Christian community. This means that our personal interpretation and application is probably not going to be perfect either, but nonetheless, it is our responsibility to hear and obey the living Christ as the Holy Spirit leads us. Now, our focus here today is to look at uh, four things that our Lord taught about marriage four things. And again, we're not going to cover every everything that can happen in a marriage and all of that, but we're looking at the basics here. Uh, four things. Number one, number one, our Lord taught that the wedding feast was a time of celebration. John chapter two, verses one through 12. Our Lord's attendance at the wedding gave his approval on marriage as a unique and sacred institution. Number two, and this is this is critical here, I believe, our Lord taught that God's original intent was that marriage is exclusively, I'm going to repeat that, exclusively an eternal covenant between a man and a woman. And I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 19, Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 through 12. And the first thing we see in the text that the Pharisees that the Pharisees were not interested in truth, neither did they have compassion for people and people. Instead, they wanted to drag Christ into a rabbinical controversy for the sake of controversy. In other words, they were not interested in in truth. They just wanted to argue with Jesus. And I find that's true today. People want to argue religion. They're not interested in real truth. But look at what uh, we read in Matthew chapter 19, verse 3. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, that's testing him, and saying unto him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Now, their question is, is it lawful? That is, does the law permit divorce and, and so on what grounds? Our Lord answers by stating the original intent of marriage, and introducing some instructive commentary. Verses 4 through 6 read, And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain, that's two, shall be one flesh? Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. Now, we see here then 
that we see here then that the original intent of God, and this is this is what I would call the ideal plan A, is one man, one woman entering into the covenant of marriage, okay? The covenant of marriage, okay? The two becoming one. The two becoming one. Not losing their personality, not losing their their own personal identity of who they are, but two people, a man and a woman, coming together in a holy covenant before God. That is God's original intent for marriage. To say something else would be to be in disagreement, uh, not with Pastor Woody but or any other pastor, but with God himself, because that's God's word. God is the one, uh, not me, who instituted the covenant of marriage. And now our response to, in verses uh, four and six, uh, is in verse seven, where the Pharisees push push back at the Lord Jesus, okay? They say to him, why did Moses then command to give a writing a divorcement and to put away her, put her away? In other words, the, the Pharisees are saying, well, if God created marriage, one man, one woman for eternity in the covenant of marriage, why then did Moses introduce uh, a bill of divorcement? And he's, they're talking about, and I won't read this. You can read this at home. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses one through four. And the Lord Jesus uh, responds in verses eight and nine. He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you, and every time you read suffer in the King James, that's allowed you to put away your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery with her. And whosoever marrieth her, which is put away, doth commit adultery. And that's verses eight and nine. So according to Christ, the only way the covenant of marriage can be broken is by fornication. Fornication, and let me let me define that, if I may. Fornication, that's the word porneia. It means any form of sexual gratification sought outside the boundaries of marriage is the only, fornication is the only grounds for divorce. If a divorce takes place for any other reason, neither party can remarry because they are still considered married by God. And I, you know, the cross reference for that, by the way, is Mark chapter 9, 11 and 12. Um, we should be careful to note that our Lord is not commanding. Now, brothers and sisters, please listen to this now. We should be careful to note that our Lord is not commanding that husbands and wives divorce due to fornication, but only that it is the only legitimate grounds for divorce. I submit that the marriage can still be redeemed by the grace of God, even when one or more parties have sinned. And certainly we have all seen that. We have all, we, we have all if we're honest, um, are very much aware of, of married couples that are still married, although one or the other has sinned against the other one because there's grace and there's forgiveness in the marriage, and the marriage can be restored and rebuilt. Um, and so, in other words, the marriage can still be redeemed by the grace of God, 
even when one or both parties have sinned. And this exchange with the Pharisees, our Lord is answering a direct question by directing them to God's original intent for marriage. It couldn't be simpler there. Um, then the disciples chime in then. Um, his disciples say in verse 10, uh, say unto him, if the, if the case of a man be so with his wife, it is not good to marry. In other words, they're saying, wow, marriage is really hard. Marriage is extremely difficult. Who in the world can, can abide by this, uh, if you will? Um, but he said unto them in verse 11, all men cannot receive this saying, said they to whom it is given. Um, for there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb, and there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men, and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of God's sake. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. In other words, Jesus is saying, yes, this is God's original intent for marriage is one man, one woman in a covenant relationship. And that's God's ideal. And I, I want to emphasize here that there's a lot more teaching in the New Testament about this than what I'm going over today. But this is the foundation. This is where Christ, uh, this is what he communicated very clearly and very precisely. Um, so now that that is God's plan A for marriage, okay? The Lord also taught, the third thing that our Lord taught about marriage is that marriage is more about holiness than happiness. Now, a lot of people get married because they want to be happy. Brothers and sisters in Christ, marriage is not necessarily a recipe for happiness. It is a recipe, though. Now, it can be, and please don't misunderstand that. But marriage is about holiness, though. The whole holiness. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 and 28, note this in your Bible. The Lord Jesus said, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. So Jesus is saying, look, uh, men and women who lust after uh, other other uh, men and women, right, outside of marriage, they are committing adultery in their hearts. And they're violating the marriage covenant when they do that. And that's sin. Uh, brothers and sisters, That's it's sinful for a man or a woman, a husband or a wife to lust after another, another person. That's wrong. That's sin according to our Lord Jesus Christ. And remember in all things that the Lord Jesus is the authority. When we turn to the word of God, remember that Jesus is the authority. When someone asks you, why do you believe a certain thing? No matter what it is, we can say, the Lord Jesus Christ has told us. He has told us. Number four, our Lord taught by his own example that a man should love his wife unconditionally and sacrificially. I'm going to repeat that. The Lord Jesus taught by his own example that a man should love his wife unconditionally and sacrificially. This is found in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 27. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, 
that you might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. The, uh, my brothers in Christ out there that are listening today, love your wives the way that Jesus loves the church. And Christ has loved the church unconditionally, sacrificially. And so if you want the best marriage that you can have on this earth, then you should, you should desire that. Then you should love the sweet woman that God has brought into your life. And there are also some things that God says to the woman. But I submit to you today, men, take the responsibility. Men, take the responsibility of loving your wife the way that Jesus Christ has loved the church. And you will find out that she will love you in return. And you will have you will have a wonderful marriage relate marriage relationship. I, it's not so much that I guarantee it, but God says he will bless that. Very rare, very, very rare is there a woman who does not want to receive the unconditional love of a man. I, I, wanna, I want to encourage that today. So we see these four things from God's word. Marriage is defined in the Bible as a covenant relationship between one man and one woman for a lifetime. It was designed by God for the glory of God and for the benefit of the family. Every little boy and every little girl needs to grow up in a home where the parents are in love with God and each other. So today I want to encourage uh, everyone to uh, please meditate upon how uh, God created the institution of marriage between a man and a woman for a lifetime. I, I pray uh, for all that are listening today. Father, in Jesus' name, bless all those who listen to this uh, podcast, Lord God, today, but more important, to your holy word. May we, may we obey, may we listen and obey our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray in his holy name. Amen. May the Lord bless all of you that have listened today, and please tell others about Straight Arrows. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.